Hello everyone, and welcome to today's podcast, where I will be discussing the water crisis which took place in Flint, Michigan, and the overall effect it had on the people of Flint, Michigan, and the mental effects it took on them. The water crisis began on June of 2012 when Flint officials decided to look for a cheaper water system. The officials in Flint wanted to switch over their water system in order to save money. Flint, Michigan is a place where there's lots of poverty and violence. In order to save money and keep Flint, Michigan from having state failure, they had to switch over their water system. Then, on April 16, 2013, Flint officials finally decided to stop their current water system with Detroit Water and build their own pipeline. This pipeline would be connected to the Karanogi Water Authority, which would save them $200 million over 25 years. After this news was announced, the Detroit Water System decided they would cut all ties with Flint within a year, therefore leaving them without water until their pipeline was built. Then, on April 25th of 2014, Flint decided to use the Flint River until the pipeline was built, saving them about $5 million during this period. When switching over, Flint lost their former Detroit water system, which also left them with no corrosion control. Then, a month later in May of 2014, residents of Flint began to complain about the smell and color of their water. There was not much done at this time, as... Flint officials did not take it seriously and did not think it would be a long-term effect. After this, a few months had passed and news came out that there was E. coli and chloroform bacteria found in the water. Residents were then asked to boil their water, therefore killing the E. coli and bacteria found in the water. After this, Flint began to add increased levels of chlorine in their water to hopefully kill the bacteria. In January of 2015, news came out that Flint was found to be violating the Safe Drinking Water Act. This was due to the levels of TTHM, which are disinfecting byproducts that happen when chlorine interacts with organic matter in the water. As said earlier, the city of Flint added increased levels of chlorine in the water to hopefully kill the bacteria. A few months after January of 2015, Tests began to show high levels of lead in the homes of Flint. The limit for lead content is 15 parts per billion, and in one resident's home, the lead levels were 104 parts per billion. Sadly, this resident's child ended up being diagnosed with lead poisoning. The lead levels are considered hazardous at 500 ppb, and the levels in this house were at 13,200 ppb. After this news went viral, MDEQ, which is Michigan Department of Environmental Quality, spokesperson Brad Werfel responded to this by saying, quote unquote, let me start here. Anyone who is concerned about the lead in the drinking water in Flint can relax. After this, Virginia Tech tested the water throughout different homes in Flint, Michigan, and one of the members from the Virginia Tech team, Dr. Mark Edwards, said, quote-unquote, the levels that we have seen in Flint are some of the worst I've seen in more than 25 years working in the field. Then, an article written by 
David B. LaFrance indicated that service lines were one of the major contributing factors to the lead in the water. Service lines are pipes that connected people's homes to the water mains in the street. There are approximately 8,000 homes and businesses in Flint that may have had lead service lines and an estimated 102,000 Flint residents were potentially exposed to the multiple chemicals. I will now be playing the audio from resident Taraka Rogers, who lives in Flint and is fighting for clean water. Rogers is a mother of three, and throughout this video, she will be describing what life has been like during the Flint water crisis. I have to keep water in the bathroom for the kids to wash their face and brush their teeth. I don't really feel safe with just the filters. done in September of 2015 indicates that 4% of children under the age of 5 developed elevated blood levels after the water had been switched. In October of 2015, the city of Flint switched back to the Detroit water supply, and from here the city declared a state of emergency. This was due to the elevated lead levels in the water. After months of debate, Finally, in March of 2016, there was an action plan created which discussed professional support for kids under the age of 6 who developed elevated lead levels. They also discussed changing certain things throughout the city which would hopefully help to reduce the lead levels. From here, it was still indicated that the water was unsafe to drink without a filter. I will now be playing an audio clip from Hillary Clinton where she discusses the Flint water crisis and what needs to happen for there to be change. Have to be addressed. Yeah, the infrastructure must be uh, repaired and modernized. Yes, we do have to get emergency uh, means in to get water, get the kind of uh, nutritional support. You know, I know something about lead poisoning because of work I've done in the past. And with the Children's with, Defense Fund? With, well, and as a senator from New York, we had a lot of, you know, old housing with lead paint in it. A lot of kids uh, suffered from uh, lead poisoning. And part of the challenge is you've got to intervene early. We need comprehensive health screenings. Then we need to figure out how do we get the right nutrition and vitamin. You've got to begin to 
work to uh, counteract the lead. Then we've got to get the educational uh, additional help that kids need. This is a big deal because it's not only about fixing the infrastructure, but it's also about the future, how we're going to take care of these kids going forward. So there's a lot of work to be done, and I think it has to be both a state and a federal responsibility. You know, In the summer of 2017, Flint Water met all existing federal standards, and this meant that the water crisis had come to an end. Although this water crisis had come to an end, there were still many children and adults who suffered daily with the effects this water crisis had on them. An article written by Vicki Johnson and her colleagues discusses how residents of Flint still have crisis-related stress, which focuses on fear that the crisis will never end. This article also mentions that more than 100,000 people who lived or worked in the city of Flint were exposed to drinking water tainted with lead. Lead can affect multiple organ systems and lead to lifelong issues. Often we see these issues in children. This information was found from the Center of Disease Control and Prevention. Towards the end of this crisis, there were walk-in blood lead testing sites for children and adults. These were able to tell if children or adults had any lead in their blood. There were also pop-up fresh fruit and vegetables that the residents and children could have. These vegetables would hopefully help with the negative health effects of the lead. There was also free water given out and filters which were provided. There were also services which included, quote unquote, mobile health units that provided mental and behavioral health services, education on available resources, and referrals to other programs for adults and children impacted by the trauma and stress of the FWC, which stands for the Flint Water Crisis. Throughout the Flint Water Crisis, we can see how there be many mental and physical stresses on these adults and children. First off, many children and adults had lead poisoning, which would cause extreme stress on their parents. There are also anxiety, financial struggle, and community struggle. This meaning that there is stress and anxiety with everything that's going on, the lead poisoning, and there not being clean water. There is also financial hardship in the sense that there is not any clean water they may have to take time off work because their kids are sick and the entire community is uneasy with what is going on and how it has been going on for so many years. Throughout this podcast, we have learned the timeline in which the water crisis took place and the overall effect it had on the people of Flint, Michigan and the mental effects it took on them. These mental effects are current and are long term. Thank you everyone for listening to my podcast on 
the water crisis in Flint, Michigan. I hope you enjoyed and have a wonderful day.